Hello and welcome to episode three of the Meet Businesswoman Masterclass podcast. This masterclass was originally delivered on Zoom and is available for you to watch back on demand. Just log in to your members portal. In this episode, we'll learn all about how to build mental resilience. You'll be given the tools to build your own resilience, as well as self-belief and understanding of your potential. So let's meet our host. Soraya started her career at Britvix Soft Drinks, working on the factory floor. Within four years of leaving a factory floor job and at only 31 years old, she became the youngest and only female director for Smithfield Foods UK. Soraya went through some very difficult times in life and career, but has never given up. A fearlessness shines through, and I think we'll all agree after listening that she is a total superhero. We hope you enjoy this episode. And without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Soraya. Thank you, Rebecca. Um, so good morning, everyone. I will start to uh, share my screen with you. And apologies because my tech assistant is next door. And so hopefully you can start to see once I get this sorted. So um, everyone can see that screen, I hope. Yeah. I'll look over my cameras there with you guys. Um, so um, morning, everyone, and uh, welcome to my kind of session of building mental resilience now also good evening to those that are across the globe um first of all before I go into a bit of an intro myself um I want to ask you guys you know how many of you have been in a situation where you felt oh I I need to say that but I I daren't say it or you you have this thought in your mind in a meeting and, and you want to say ask a question and you don't but then someone else does it for you and you think oh I should have asked that question and this is kind of things I'm going to touch on today is about the resilience within your mind to be able to push yourself forward no matter what situation you're in and I'm giving you an example of um, a meeting where it may not be as as difficult but it's all part of mental resilience it's all part of you know I know I could have said something I know I could have done something different but why didn't I and kind of getting past that point of thinking, fearing the worst that would happen. So I'm going to take you through a few bits about myself. um, And my goal is to have just one of you sit there and think, do you know what, next time I'm going to speak up, next time I'm going to go for that job and I'm going to go for something different because you will get it. You will, believe me, resilience uh, will lead to success. And that's where I'm going to draw on a few personal experiences. And I hopefully I ignite something within at least one of you that thinks, you know what, I'm going to apply for that job because I know that I can do it. So I will do my best to time check myself. Um, As Rebecca already mentioned, if you've got any questions, please do pop them in the chat and I will, will break before the end and I'll be able to answer as many as I can for you. So if I just start a little bit of what you will hopefully discover today. So I break mine down with five different pillars. Um, I always look at what is the level of resilience that you have. Now, everyone has some level. Um, You're all here today. You're all present. So you have got resilience because you've shown up. So I'm going to look at what is your current level? How do we build on that? Then what I'm going to look at is, using your key and core values to fuel your drive to build that resilience and to achieve whatever you want to achieve. Now, you'll see mine was quite obvious, um, but I didn't know it until a a kind of a turning moment in my life. And I will go on to that in a bit later. 
Uh, I say trips on letting go. Now, they're more like habits of letting go. But it's little things that I've learned over the years that have allowed me to build my resilience to a higher level and then to move on with things. Um, It's not an overnight thing. Resilience isn't. Uh, It is no magic pill um, to not let that comment affect you and not let what someone did to you impact your your thought processes and your next moves. But over time, it becomes you become better. So it doesn't become easier. You do become better at it. So it feels easier. Um, So we'll go into something that I learned a few years ago, which has helped me out a lot. We're going to touch on overcoming fight, flight or freeze. I think everyone's heard of that before. And we've all been there. Um, My first ever board meeting, I was terrified. So I'm going to give you a few little pointers and stuff that I've done and I've learned from others to help me within the moment. And then resetting yourself. So this is a key thing for me, um, whether you are looking at resetting a, a moment where you need to keep going, whether again, it's in a meeting or a job interview or resetting something in your personal life that is holding you back. And we'll go through that. So ideally, this is what I'd like you guys to discover uh, from my session. So I will go for my next part of why me and this story is, uh, I always look at this story and go, it's not, not really anything special really, is it? But when I tell people, people are quite astonished. So I'm going to kind of go through it and you can make your own judgment in, in me, I guess. And you can understand maybe why I'm here. And then hopefully in one of the next masterclasses, it will be one of you guys showing us your skill or your deep down kind of core value that you work on and we can learn something from you so um my childhood was was a good one uh I am the youngest of three and I'm the only girl so and I'm pretty sure my parents wanted the girl but they got the tomboy which you know um I think I did better that that way and I was happy with it um I I grew up and you know my it was the kind of the standard mix of a culture though but um of my dad is Iranian but he's half Iranian half German my mum is English but she's half English half German my grandmother has Italian there's Polish there's every culture you can think of and it was fantastic because we celebrated every good event of that and I grew up always saying I never wanted to listen to my parents I'll do whatever I want to do I'll go out and I'll you know injure myself playing football and I'll do this stuff and not listen because And that's where I think I've always been a little bit different because I I don't want, I want to be me. I don't want to be anyone else. Um, And I think when my parents realized that I probably had a bit more drive than what they probably thought, or maybe sometimes could handle in my rebellious side, they were very encouraging and you do what you want to do. You know, Um, I, and here's a bit of my not sob story, but a bit of a, enlightenment for you um I got married when I was quite young um I married a guy who was 10 years older than me and I was infatuated because I was young it was my first proper boyfriend he was older and unfortunately for me um that relationship was uh, quite abusive and in the end once I had my son um I, I my son was diagnosed about eight months old, him that he had cerebral palsy. So for those that don't know, it's um, 
kind of a neurological condition that affects physical movement. So he's fully wheelchair bound. And that's kind of where I then um, didn't want to have that life anymore for me or my son. And when that abuse became again, when my son was born, uh, that was the end for me. I made that turning point in my life where I said, enough is enough. Um, I'm going to do something more for my son. I'm going to do something more for me. And I couldn't rely on that person that was around me. So I took a big decision. And uh, I remember the moment very clearly still to this day. And that's where I think I built most of my resilience to life. I was almost at the bottom. And there was only one decision for me. It was either do better and be better or that's it and that wasn't it for me I knew there was something more so we moved on and um like I said I I had a very frank chat with some people close to me and said this is what I want to do and with their support and I will build on networking in a bit I was there and I moved forward and became obviously as we've already touched on the uh, youngest and first female director at Smithfield Foods at 31 uh, I'm still the youngest or youngest appointment and still the only female. So we're still going. Um, but what I was able to build on as my life went on and again, through a very difficult period was uh, I met some fantastic people. My current partner, who's currently my also my tech guru, who set this up for me this morning. Um, he's been fantastic. And now I know that I've got this really great, strong network. But I have had to make decisions in not having certain people around me as my life has gone on because that's that negative impact. So I think that's enough about me. Um, and I will move on to my to my bits and I'll draw on some more personal situations as, as we go. So I can give you um, examples, live examples of how I use my resilience in that. So. Um, so your level of resilience now, resilience is not about being positive. I just get that clear. Um, it is about working around things that get in your way. So um, I'm going to laugh because I can see there are some names on this seminar who I work with. They know I'm not always the most positive, but I will always come with the solution. I won't be defensive or, or you know, resist them in what they need from me, but I will come with a solution as best as I can. But I might not be the happy-go-lucky every time, but I'm there and I'm constantly going. And this is a thing you've got to realize you don't to keep going forward. You don't always have to be at the happiest you're always going to be. It's about keep going because success comes from that discipline of moving forward and going. Um, and a few key points here that I wanted to just touch on. I love the sayings, you know, planes take off against the wind, not with it. You know, mountains do not rise without earthquakes. And we all know the lovely saying of diamonds because they're, you know, we love diamonds. Um, they are formed under intense pressure. And this is what I want you guys to understand is having this pressure on you sometimes and being able to kind of manage it as much as you can. You will something great will come of it. It will because it's a growth that is coming. And the same as if you're in the gym every day and you're doing exercises and muscles your muscles hurt afterwards because they're growing and that's the pain if you don't feel your muscles ache afterwards you're probably not going to grow your muscle and you're not going to become that super fit person and it's the same as you in your mind your mind is the biggest the most powerful muscle you've got things can be difficult 
but take it as a growth. Don't take it as a negative. Um, and I wanted to touch on a key thing for myself. And okay, yes, this is a tough one because sometimes, unfortunately, you have to look at the people around you and say, are you bringing me the correct amount of support and positivity that I need for what I want to do in my life? Because at the end of the day, and I am a parent, I've got parents, you know, but we are there for ourselves at the end of it. We have to think, is this what I want with my life? Am I am I hanging out with the right people? Am I Are they on the same path as me or are they pulling me backwards? And it's a funny thing to think that you can have friends, for example, where if you were on a, say, a weight loss or a diet program and you lost loads of weight, you could have strangers come up to you and say, wow, you look amazing. I haven't seen you in a year. Look how well you've done. Yet you can have some people who are very, very close to you and say, oh, I think you're doing too much there. I think maybe you need to be a bit careful. You should really not be that thin. Or, And it always fascinates me that that's the case. And what you've got to understand is that some people closest to you actually, they love you, that they, they care for you, but they they might not see what you can see um and they might not be on the same path as you and that's what you've got to understand you are the average of the five closest people around you and that's what you've got to think have I got the right five people around me um so that links on a little bit to fixed mindset and growth mindset so um I say this tongue-in-cheek uh everything is your fault the sooner you accept that the sooner you can become great now what I'm saying is it's it's not that it's your fault. So I'm going to do it with a personal experience here. It's not my fault that my husband would have hit me, for example. Okay, but in a in a form, I allowed that to happen. He overpowered my strength in that moment, and I never allowed that to ever happen again through choice and through realizing that I'm worth so much more. And that was a massive build and resilience level for me it took a long time it took years but it I got there in the end and this is now I accept now that I've allowed certain things to happen to me and they've impacted me but I've allowed that it was my choice to react that way and now I will not let that happen again and I will choose to be different and then that choice is your resilience there um so that's kind of my mindset thing that I will go into a bit later and I'll explain to you how you can kind of build on your resilience levels of my tricks a bit later on and another thing that I think I had to put this quote in because I would say this was probably me after I had my son you know everything up to the birth of my son was perfect there was no health issues there was nothing and during labor something went wrong uh, at the hospital and unfortunately he then had brain damage so the resilience there is accepting your new reality right you can it could be less good than what you thought it was going to be. You can fight it. You can scream about it, whatever you want to do. But you're going to have to accept it and put something together that's good. Or in my case, and hopefully in a lot of your cases, once you've accepted it, you can put together something that's even better than what you've got right now. And you can because it is possible. And if anyone can show you that, hopefully my story can show you that you can do it and you really can. Um, and some of the people I've met in this play, you know, in the Meet Business Women at the conferences, there is so much spark and ambition in some of you. It's fantastic to see. 
And I, I would love to watch as the years go on people presenting this back to me. And I love enjoy the masterclasses. So hopefully you guys can take something from this one as well. Um, so here's a two of my almost favorite sayings here. So between stimulus and response is the power of choice. So goes on to my choice or your choices in situations. So let's go with you're in a meeting, your boss says something that's perhaps deemed as you know offensive, a bit of bullying. You have the power of choice there. Now, I've been in situations in businesses, in meetings, only female, still happens to this day, actually. I was at a, um, a dinner the other week and I was the only female and there was 19 males. Um, and it was my choice how I wish to present myself. Now, I could have um, been a little bit involved in, in the male bravado conversation or I kept to my professional kind of advocating of, of females in our industry and stayed how I was, calm and collective and didn't respond to anything that I heard on the side of me that wasn't necessarily the, the best uh, discussions that I could hear. Um, so let's say you're in a meeting with your boss and they say something that you may not necessarily agree with. You have the choice of how you respond to that. And that's what everyone needs to understand. Um, you can take a moment, you can pause, but it is your choice. You can respond in a positive way. You can choose and understand that that's reflects that comment reflects more on them than it does you and that you are a powerful person and that you have control over your own emotions. So the other saying that I have, which uh, I can probably relate to most things, whether work or personal, is that you can dance in the rain or you can sulk in the rain. It's going to rain regardless. So, again, this is to do with acceptance in building that resilience. If you can accept the things out of your influence, out of your circle of influence, and you can accept it and carry on no matter what, you can achieve some fantastic, you know, fantastic career path, fantastic personal life. You could meet the person that you're supposed to be with. You know, you can get the job that you wanted. And I never even had director on my goals. My goal was to be a supply chain manager by the time I was 40. That was my goal in my diary written down. And yet I went for it because I thought, what was the worst that was going to happen? They were going to say no. Like I say to my team, what's the worst that's going to happen? It's only chicken. It's only pork. Nothing's going to happen that's worse than that, you know. So go for it because you – I've got a saying a bit later, but regret is a lot of a, a lot heavier weight to hold than anything else. So – and we'll touch on that in a bit as well. But I just like these sayings. Um, there was another saying I actually really like, and I say to my team a lot, never let your emotions – overpower your intelligence now we are very very intelligent people we have it in us we're all in an industry that's male dominated we all have had those moments I'm sure where we've gone should I really be here and I've sat at the board table thinking should I be here imposter syndrome that kind of that pull of of is that right and you know what yes we should because we've already made the step we've already got the job we've got to go keep going for the next one and we deserve to be where we are right now as much as anyone else does so I always like to give my team sayings and I think I'm not sure if they 
enjoy it sometimes when I ping out little quotations and pictures, but they get them anyway. So, <laughs> um, so I think the best way, in all honesty, to build your resilience is to understand what is your key value. Now, value is difficult because value could be, oh, I value money. I value my time. I value my family. Some people value kind of superficial things that I think you really have to think about what is your value? Because as soon as you know what it is and why you're doing what you're doing, there is literally no going back ever. And sometimes it takes a little while. And I would recommend, in all honesty, to sit in a quiet room with a notebook and pen and write down the things of what made you start this path? What made you think? And if it is money, fantastic. We all start with that. If it is the fact that you wanted to show that you could do this against, you know, the odds of people, fantastic again. Go for it because it will drive you to something that you never thought was possible ever. And my why is very easy, um, but it took me a while because I like fast cars. I like handbags, a lot of handbags that I don't actually use. I like trainers. Um And I was very distracted by that. Obviously, when I realized that I had to do something more for my son, because I realized I would be probably caring for him a lot longer than what most people would care for a child. I realized that my why was my son. And this is Gabriel. And he is. Well, this is him laughing at me when I was doing a bleep test for the police, because I actually did volunteer for the police for five years within my career as well um and this was him laughing while I was trying to do a bleep test so thanks Gabriel but you know kept me going and I kept running and I was a special constable for five years whilst I was um at Britvic Soft Drinks and then when whilst I was also at Curry Foods whilst I was a planning manager there and I loved it absolutely loved it and it gave something back um And that was a really good way of boosting a bit of self-confidence and discipline as well. So my key here is as soon as you find out your value and your why, nothing that is thrown at you will impact your mental resilience. Because all you have to say to yourself in that moment is, I know why I'm doing this. You know, whatever you've said to me, whatever you've done to me is, is a reflection on you, not me. I know why I'm doing this and I'm going to keep going. So try and figure that out but take the time to figure it out because it doesn't always come that quickly. So I'm going to leave you with this. Um, Not leave you. I'm going to leave you for a moment with this because the power of pause is if you really want to do something, you will find a way. If you don't, you'll find an excuse. And that is a key phrase that I think is quite powerful. And I want you guys just to think, you know, if this is what you really want, this is something you will find a way to do it no matter what is thrown at you no matter the the swear words that I've had a manager in all honesty come to my face and and tell me that he was going to spark me out which was a fantastic experience in life um clearly he you know had something going on and I've let that go in my sense because again all he's done is built he's built me to be a stronger person that, that interaction's made me stronger because i i'm still here i'm still going and doesn't deter me from anything 
because again, what's the worst is going to happen? So, um, my my trick. So this is one of my tricks, anyway. Um, and this is something I think can be used, and I've used this for not only an interaction at work with someone, and which has kind of made me quite upset, and I felt like, why am I doing this? What have I done wrong? Type thing. Two, actually, I've used this over a lot longer period in letting go of my past marriage. So the idea is that you you take the situation that's impacted you, you know, it's, it's hurt, hurt you mentally or hurt you physically even, and it could be anything that is holding you back at the minute because you're thinking about it still, which means it's holding you back, okay? So you imagine yourself, you're in a courtroom scenario. Um, you've got Judge Judy there. I thought that was a great picture. Um, and the person that has offended you or has caused you harm or impacted you. So that could be your boss. That could be a colleague. That could be a partner. That could be a friend. They are the person standing in the dock and they are the person that's on trial. Basically, you are the prosecutor in your mind. And I would encourage you to do this in, in a quiet room. So it's just you guys and you, you're thinking this through and you're ha- actually picturing it in your mind so they're on the dock they're accused of the crime now my person was accused of I felt unfairly kind of commenting on something that I did and that was it kind of escalated to a point where it was it made me feel like why am I bothering right now I'm really trying and, and nothing seems to be working but you as a prosecutor you have to tell them how it made you feel you accuse them of the crime that you believe they have committed so whether that's against you or um, made you feel like you were you weren't worth anything in that meeting or made you feel like um you know the the next job that you wanted and they said you're not potentially eligible for it and they've made you feel like well I feel a bit rubbish now so that's what you're discussing you're explaining everything how you feel how they've made you feel and you imagine then that you are truly in their shoes not how would you have reacted but you have to physically think what was that person going through at the time to say that to me what is going on in their life to say that to me because I think we don't do this enough to understand what is that person going through now The idea there is to understand that actually it probably wasn't anything against you. It was something that was in their life that was impacting them and they reacted in in that way. And that's the part of the process for you to, you know, show a slight empathy, but to be able to then move on from it. So what you do after you've imagined that you're actually physically them in their life, their day to day, and how they reacted to you and how would you have reacted if for example you were not a mum of one but you're a mum of three with no partner and and kind of trying to remember what their situation is you give them a ruling so you say right you know what you can say it was unacceptable I'm, I'm not happy with how you made me feel no matter what was going on in your personal life you shouldn't have done that and you do a sentence in your mind and you say this is it I'm sentencing you to I don't know. You can make it up if you want to. I make up some silly things in my head, but um, I'm going to sentence you to 30 days of that's it. I'm not talking to you anymore. And I'm going to, then I'm going to move on. But the whole point of it is to move on. So what you have to visualize at the end of this is that they come off the dock. 
you come away from the prosecution bench because I like to imagine it but you have to ver- like you have to hug them but you have to be happy that you've hugged them and it's difficult and believe me it's really difficult especially when you feel that, that person has impacted or offended you but you have to do it until you can f- just accept that hug and then that's it you move on so you don't allow what they did to you to affect you again and I've had to repeat this for months and I mean months on certain situations in my life some things I do this once and I'm done and I go great now we're out the courtroom let's go back to it okay but I it took me 18 months to get over the stuff that happened to me in the past from my marriage and I used this trick and I would do it at least once or twice a week. It took me 18 months to then, whilst in a new relationship, to allow my barriers to go down a bit more with my current relationship. And this is why I want you guys to know, you know, the, the stuff in the past should stay in the past. But it's so hard because if you're holding that past, you know, impact and hurt, your resilience levels will be poor. They will. You won't be able to deal with the little things that impact you. And a lot of the stuff is little. And this is where these little tricks will help you because you can't hold on to the small stuff and become great. You have to realize you, you can you can deal with it. You can sentence them. You can rule, do your ruling. You can be the judge, but let it go and move on because then your resilience is higher because you have less impacting it. And I'd really like you guys to to give this a go. And I'd actually really like to hear if anyone does give it a go, how did they feel afterwards Uh, and what did they think? And I mean, hopefully you guys can find me on anything at at one of the next conferences. Um, You can find me on like Instagram and stuff. Please do message me and tell me what you think of this. Um, Because I generally swear by it. I think it's great. So that's my tricks on the letting go thing. And what my next bit is linked to it is the overcoming the fight, flight or freeze. Now, we've all heard it. We've all had it. Um, my first ever day at Smithfield Foods, I was in a board meeting. I've never been in a board meeting before. I'd never had free lunch before. Um, and I generally didn't know what on earth was going on. I was the biggest imposter in the room in my head. And I was waiting and waiting for my boss to say, um, I'm sorry, but we made the wrong decision here. Can you please go and we'll we'll go we'll go back to the drawing board. Um four and a half years later, he's still not had that conversation with me. So I think we're doing okay. But um it's uh it's something that you guys you, you're gonna feel it, you know, you're never gonna be cured from it in all honesty. Um but like I said previous, it doesn't get easier, you get better. You get better at dealing with it, you get better at managing how you feel now with this I have a few things that I try to do and it's everything from a physical change in what I'm doing in the moment so anything simple tricks that um, I'm going to say if you can see my watch I've got a watch and my watch will either be spun round to the other side so that my body can feel that the watch is slightly different to going onto my other wrist to a hairband going from one wrist to the other to overcome in that moment when I feel slight overwhelm and I cannot advocate more for being able to have something 
that you can change because your mind is then shown something different. So the fight, flight or freeze is stimulated by fear and it's stimulated from the unknown of what's going to happen next. And my my thought here is that it's, it is chemical. It's your amygdala in your brain stimulating something that says, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? And the best way to overcome this over time is to have a change so your mind resets itself in a form, but to also actually say to yourself in your mind, what is the worst that's going to happen? What's the worst that's going to happen? And at the end of the day, what is the worst that's going to happen? Um, I have had a job where I've walked out because I just couldn't do it anymore. Um, And I found a new job straight away. I've had jobs where we've come to agreement and I've gone and I found a job straight away. Um, It's because I haven't given up. I've applied for places and gone constantly. But what is the worst that's going to happen? And okay, what's the worst going to happen in that friendship when you say when they're challenging you and you don't feel like it's it's a great thing and you want to kind of fight? Don't fight them. Make your point. You can explain your emotions, but don't show them and make your point of this is how it's impacted me. This is how I feel. Um, And then what you need to look at is how do I control those moments? So in that board meeting, in that presentation on stage, how do I overcome my, you know, nervousness around something? And there are all these different tricks of for for me personally as well, other than the watch. I used to have my hand on the table, sounds a bit silly, hand on the table, and I used to pull at the skin that was on my knuckle um, because that stimulated my mind to think of something different than the moment I was in. And as time went on, I learned that when I would say the thing I wanted to say, nothing bad really happened. Um, and so the next time this came up, I would have it in my mind, that again, what's the worst that's going to happen? I have every right to say to someone, give me a moment, I'll come back to you, I'll speak to you in a bit. And if you can control, again, your emotional response to this by every trick you can think of, you can touch your leg, you can uh, tap. Tapping on your legs is another technique for stopping fight, flight or freeze because it's a stimulus in the mind. By you tapping somewhere on your body that maybe no one can see, it starts to build a different chemical response and a different pathway. And this is the key here. We all have it. It's about how can we overcome and control it? And you have to find your technique. Now, like I said, mine is a watch. Mine is, I copied that, by the way, from a commercial director at Smithfield. Um, fantastic advice there. Hairbands. Tapping is a good way. And also speaking to yourself, you you know, in your mind, resetting the breathing technique. And I will look at um, later on a little bit. I've got a recommendation for a book and it's the Mel Robbins, the five second rule. Just breathe in and breathing out and, and holding that because it you don't have to be rushed in your response. You don't have to feel like every moment needs to be filled. And this is the key of overcoming fight, flight or freeze. And again, doesn't get easier remember this you get better at it and then it feels easier and that's through practice and practice 
And this is where I think my my kind of last slide is next. No, my next one after that. But it's a key discipline that you have to practice. And that's what leads to success. So I'm time checking myself. So I'm going to rattle through the next two. This is the last pillar for me. Resetting yourself. Now, you have to allow time to reset yourself. You have to. And whether that's the 20 minute car journey from the office back home or the the 20 minute, 30 minute walking your dog or even just the moment where the kids have gone to school finally and then you've got a couple minutes to make your coffee and crack on. You have to have this time Um, and it's difficult, believe me. So for me and my, I say husband, future husband, um, we we almost juggle each other's lives of right who's doing what now who's doing this who's whose turn is it to do this and but we allow it for each other because we understand how important it is so the acceptance allows you to reset okay acceptance does it happened and it was I was being careful careful what I say here it was rubbish what happened okay but I have to accept it it happened to me and it allows me to say happened to me you know, I'm never going to let that happen to me again. I'll never not speak up again. I'll never not go for that job again. I'll never do that. I'm resetting myself to be a new me. Okay. Changing something physical we've already spoken about in regards to physical, you know, watch your hairband. Now that's a reset in a moment. This is something that it's not necessarily going to help you in the long run of, you know, I've had to reset myself because, you know, I didn't get that job and I didn't get that or, you know, someone in my past life has been really, really bad towards me. Um, it, this is a, in, a, in a physical moment reset because it allows your mind to quickly switch and think of something different and away from that thing that's stimulating you at that moment. Now, the power of pause is fantastic. So Mel Robbins, I, I mentioned her earlier, her book is really good. You should definitely listen to it. Um, but the power of pause from a moment to weeks and I'm saying this in regards to you might have to pause on that person for a few weeks because that's what you might need it it might be just something that helps you pausing yourself in a meeting and saying to someone yeah you know I just need a moment is a valid thing to do okay so the power of pause is great listen to that book please and you know don't be afraid to say I just need a moment I need to think about this or I just need a moment. Go for the walk at lunchtime, walk around your desk, do what I do and walk off to the next floor downstairs and come back up again. And uh, believe me, it it completely changes. Or just go and get a drink and use that. Um, The rest. Now, rest. I have a a view on rest. um, And I think my husband will laugh as well because of Netflix, but um, we won't go down that road. But rest and Do not make rest an objective, make it a necessity, because the longer you rest as a necessity, the more you're going to dwell on the things that have impacted you. And the longer you leave it, the harder it is to move forward in that resilience level. So if you have an issue with something, take the moment to reset yourself and rest from it. But don't then sit and dwell on it because it becomes harder the longer you leave something the harder it becomes to deal with that situation so key example for me um 
I had quite a difficult conversation previous where I had messed up at work on something that I had presented. Uh, I felt awful about it, absolutely awful. I was like beating myself up about it. And rather than sitting there and dwelling and dwelling, I decided that I couldn't make myself feel this bad anymore. I went face on. I knocked on the MD's door, went straight in and said, look, I've messed up here. I need you to be honest with me. What is your feedback and what I've just done? Because I'm beating myself up enough. I don't feel like I want to sit here and know whether or not you're going to kind of give me that same feedback. So I I reset myself to the point where I knew I wasn't going to like burst into tears about it. I wasn't going to go in there and kind of, you know, allow my emotions to overpower me. But I went in and asked for the feedback and it was absolutely fine. He said, we're only human. Everyone makes mistakes. He said, I can't ever say anything bad to you for the amount of stuff you do. And he said, and the fact you've come in here to ask me for some feedback is great. So make it a an objective, not a necessity. Um, I'm definitely time checking myself now, Sam. I'll, I'll be really quick here. Uh, reset your day. So go back to the beginning if you can, if you have to. And that even includes if you're at that point of anxiety levels are really, really high. You, you just don't want to face it. You, you can't. I have a trick of going back to setting my alarm off and going back into the shower and starting my day again, because that allows me to start again and I'm going to start afresh and a shower is a really powerful thing of almost feeling like you've cleaned and reset yourself which is strange but it's true um and and a nice saying I like to say to people is be prepared so take the umbrella if you choose not to be happy with the odd soaking so be prepared and if you choose to not be prepared then be comfortable with the potential outcome so prep yourself for that meeting, prep yourself for that presentation, run the scenarios through your head. And then no matter what comes back at you, you don't have any anxiety or issue with it. It doesn't impact you mentally or impact your resilience levels because you're prepared. You've already got it. So take that kind of imaginary umbrella or the real one if you're going out, obviously, and don't want to get soaked. Now, this is my last slide. So I'm going to show you guys discipline. And I'll rattle through it and then we'll go for questions and hopefully we'll have a few. So a couple of key sayings here. Uh, and this dis- discipline will bring you success, will bring you the resilience levels you need to have success in your life. Now, discipline is the bridge between goals and accomplishment. It just is. Um, it is key to anything in life. And I'm not going to go too much into all of these sayings, but one of my favorite, favorite people to listen to on Audible, so definitely do it, is Jim Rohn. And I have put his thing on the next slide and I've given you guys the four key books that I would read or Audibles I would listen to. We all must suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces whilst regret weighs tons. Now, that's the thing. And my question to you earlier was about how many of you have sat somewhere and said, you know, I wish I would have said that. Oh, I should have said that. But, you know, John said that in the meeting and everyone went, oh, great idea, John. But that was in my head two minutes before he did. There's your weight of regret. You know, nothing bad was going to happen. What's the worst that's going to happen there? And again, like I said to my team, what's the worst going to happen? It's only chicken. Um, so 
don't regret things just go for it honestly because what is the worst is going to happen um master the art of time management and that is a key thing in discipline of not allowing others linking back to your your five closest people not allowing yourself to be overwhelmed and and almost drained by people who have this kind of negative pull on you who aren't on the same path as you and that yes believe me it's sad when you lose a friend that you you know you got on really well with but they were just pulling you in the wrong direction and I'm not saying that you have to lose friends by the way what I'm saying is you have to choose what you want from those people and what they want from you and if you really want this key focus on this path you will find people they are very small percentage unfortunately but you will find people just like you who want to achieve just what you want to achieve and they have the same mindset and the same growth and they are happy to be your support cheerleader network and I'm lucky enough to have a few fantastic people around me who do that but I have lost a good chunk of people that I used to hang out with um and I look back being 35 you know and um looking at where they are and they're still where they were 15 years ago and I am where I am and I'm happy with what I've decided to do in my life um and this is my key bit I want to just say to you guys and I will skip the um lack of discipline but you obviously will have read it so for a, a newborn baby uh, how long should a baby try to learn how to walk how long would you give the average baby before you say right enough don't no more you're not trying anymore we're done. Any mother would say that you were crazy. My baby is going to try until they learn, right? And this is what we forget when we get older. So you will try until you get there, until you learn to walk, until you get that job, until you smash that presentation, you will keep going. And my question to you guys is how long until you try? And the answer is until, because you will get there And resistance, resilience, building on that with tricks and understanding what the worst, nothing bad will happen. Keep going. Keep resetting yourself. Reset yourself 20 times a day if you need to. Just don't stop because you wouldn't have stopped when you learned to walk. You wouldn't have stopped when you learned to ride a bike. You wouldn't have stopped when you learned to read and write and do maths. Why do we stop as adults? Why? Because we feel like, oh, I've tried hard enough now. But if you just keep going, and I I went through a very difficult time of my career. I went from Britvic, a fantastic place to work, to places where I felt uncomfortable. I was threatened by men um, in different ways. And I I was pushed to the point where I walked out of one job. But I kept going and I kept applying for jobs. And I actually got this job at Smithfield from sitting in a job I was in consulting thinking this isn't me this isn't me I don't want to do this anymore this isn't me and I wrote a letter and it makes me laugh because I remember the day I sat and wrote letters handwritten letters in 2018 um to to a number of different companies in my area with my CV I explained my current situation I explained what I'd like to see in the future what I'd like to do and that if they ever had anything going, let me know. And funnily enough, I got this thing back from the MD of Smithfield who said, we've got a job going. It's a director. Would you be interested? And I was 31. And I thought, 
you're having a laugh, aren't you? Sat in my parents' kitchen and went, don't think this will ever happen. Look at this, you know, what they're offering and all this. And I went, do you know what? What's the worst going to happen? They're only going to say no. And I went for it. And I was 15 years younger than every other person. And I was the only female. And here I am, four and a half years later, absolutely loving the industry that I work in, loving the people I work with, and especially my boss who I work for, my commercial director, who's now my mentor. And I've got some fantastic people around me, including women who I've met through the Meet Business, uh, Meet Business Women and through all the networking events. And, you know, I, I couldn't be happier. I couldn't. Um, and I'll give you my last book club. I said this, four books I would recommend you either read or listen to an audible. Jim Rohn is one of the funniest guys I listen to. I love his accent. I think he's from Texas or Missouri or somewhere, and he's fantastic. But he is publicly speaking about mindset, discipline, growth mindset in like the 60s and 70s, and nothing has changed. And he talks about success and it's fantastic. I, I, that's my favorite out of the four. So if you could listen to these, please do. If you can read them, you know, the seven habits of highly effective people is a fantastic model on you and it will help build your resilience in a form to help you move forward. So that is it for me. I felt like I've gone slightly too far over and I'm looking at Sam and she's shaking her head. So we're all good. Uh, so what I'll do is I will stop sharing um and i'll go back to hopefully sam or rebecca but thank you all for listening to me that was amazing thanks so much soraya i think um yeah i think everybody's back on screen now um yeah honestly so much of that i'm sure that so much of that resonated with everybody i was just sat there transfixed it was brilliant thank you so much for sharing your story with us um, if anybody has any questions, I don't think there's been any popped into the chat just yet, but um, please do fire them, you know, fire them over. Meet Business Women is the global professional network for women working across the meat industry. Our mission is to connect women working in every role, driving positive change and providing a support network like no other. Visit meetbusinesswomen.org to find out more.